0: Welcome to a brand new episode of Talk in Automotive. I'm Matt Weiss and I'm joined as always by KPMG's automotive leader, Gary Silberg. And Gary, for those who listen to our podcast regularly, they'll recall on our last episode, you talked about this pending massive decline in vehicle miles traveled. Specifically, you noted that the two main factors, people commuting to their jobs, people going on shopping missions to the mall, has really been altered by the impact of COVID-19. But a flip side to that, Gary, that you talked about briefly in our last episode and we're going to focus on today, is that Americans are still seeking to travel and they're doing it Differently, so there might be an uptick uh, or a mitigation, rather, in the decline of vehicle miles traveled with people taking RVs, for example, this summer and not flying. I want you to talk about that, Gary, because it's a really interesting uh, and nuanced angle to this vehicle miles traveled conversation.
1: Yeah, well, thanks, Matt. Great to be back with you, and you are spot on. And just to reiterate, for those who didn't see the last podcast, Americans travel. 3 trillion miles in a year, 3 trillion with the T. Almost 40% of all those miles are related to two driving missions. You and I going back and forth to work, the commute mission, and then the shopping mission. And we talked on the last call, Matt just said, that those are declining and massively. And people are commuting less and they're magically pushing the button and things are coming to them and they're shopping less because of online shopping. So the commuting mission, you and I going back and forth to work, and the shopping mission, which includes just the malls and to the grocery stores, et cetera, account for nearly 40% of all miles traveled. And as we talked about, we think those declines are enduring and could have profound implications. And, and the number is clearly massive when you're talking about 40% of the $3 trillion. That being said, and what Matt alluded to earlier, I want to talk to you about some near-term, certainly mitigating factors. And as I jokingly say, us humans, me included, are very unpredictable. And we adapt and we do different things. So you have to watch this number. It's very difficult to really forecast human behavior in any type of circumstance, and especially given we're going through a pandemic and difficult economic times. So let me walk you through a few. One. China automotive sales are actually up 11%. The world's largest automotive market is up 11% year over year in the last month. And it was flat to slightly up before. Why? How could that be? Well, one, there was pent up demand. But number two, we think, and, and, and you see it in the data, is people are afraid to get on public transportation. And they are shifting from public transportation, which many of you know have been to China, is a big part of that economy and have shifted into cars. Interesting perspective. We think that might happen also in the U.S. What we've seen here in the U.S. is actually interesting. Used car sales plummeted during the crisis. And I mean, there was frozen. There wasn't even an auction. Now, what has happened is not only have they stabilized, but the pricing has actually slightly increased year over year. You might ask yourself, how is that possible? Well, interesting enough, Because the factories for new car sales have been closed for so long, and there's this pent-up demand to own a vehicle for all the reasons we talked about, there's not enough new cars. So people are gravitating towards the used car market, which is an interesting phenomenon happening in the U.S. I just saw a statistic that the auctions, there's such demand for used cars that the auctions at Mannheim, I think, are at record levels in terms of ordering online to get cars to the dealership. So that's an interesting area, Matt. The one other one I wanted to share with the group on the call today is this idea of people being afraid, and you just alluded to it, being afraid to actually travel. And one of the things that we're starting to see is RV sales are soaring. They can't keep up with demand on the manufacturing side. And as you you might have mentioned, Matt, and I was <laughs> I, just that's it, yeah.
0: Yeah, no, yeah. Gary, like you said, time to go to the great outdoors. I think I, I mentioned uh, before our podcast, I know somebody. Uh, I live on the East Coast, as you know, and they're traveling cross-country. Uh, this will be their summer vacation in an RV, to your point.
1: Yeah, and I was just out. I We, we went out to the Great West and uh, Yellowstone and the Grand Tetons. Oh, my goodness, all the RVs traveling. So there's a millions, I'm sure, of miles, and then certainly in the near term with low gas prices that I think those trends will be very interesting also to follow. Um, I think they will be mitigating and positive factors. They're obviously different with different missions and automakers, suppliers, people in the industry need to pay very close attention to these type of trends in addition to the missions we talked about earlier on the decline in shopping and in commuting. And if you do all that, Hopefully you'll be able to win in this marketplace going forward.
0: Gary, great points and insights as always. And on our next episode, Gary, perhaps we'll touch more on a point that I think our viewers would be intrigued by. Uh, What's going on in China, as you noted, and will that happen in the U.S. with regard to people being so averse to use public transportation? Do our urban areas become areas where people are now seeking to buy vehicles. It's certainly a very interesting angle and one perhaps we'll talk about on future episodes. But for now, thanks, Gary, for your insights as always. And thank you for listening to another episode of Talking Automotive.